with Morgan streaking. She's chipping the goalkeeper! The pay disparity between the men and women is, is just too large and, and we want to continue to fight. Uh, the generation of players before us fought and now it's our job to, to keep on fighting. The pay cap for the women's Major League Soccer players is 11 times less than the pay cap for men's Major League Soccer. 11 times. Rapino gets across it. Listening to Give and Go with Rotas Wadera only on Girls Soccer Network. Hello and welcome. This is Give and Go live from Canal Street Market on Family FM, recording inside Canal Street Studio. I am your host, Rotas Wadera, and thank you so much for making the choice to listen to us at Girls Soccer Network. It is episode 16, and before we get into the rundown for today's show. Got to give a plug to the website. Go to www.girlssoccernetwork.com. All the latest news analysis on everything related to the world of women's soccer. We got you covered. We got some great merch as well. Make sure you get in on the action. So again, go to www.girlssoccernetwork.com. Check us out on Instagram at girlssoccernetwork or our Twitter handle is at girlssoccernet. We also got a YouTube channel, so make sure you get on that immediately. Of course, it is my duty to also remind you that you can ask Siri to play the Give and Go podcast. All you got to do is say, hey, Siri, play Give and Go. You can ask her to sub subscribe to this show. You can ask her the podcast that you're currently listening to if one of your friends is playing it. So make sure that you get on that as well. All righty. When I talk about a jam-packed episode, I mean, really, the amount of content we have for this as the NWSL season is coming we have so much to discuss we also have a very special interview with Eric McAleer of Excel Sports who recently merged with World Strides they provide uh, some incredible services for kids here in America looking to travel to go abroad and expand their horizons in the world of soccer we're talking tours to like Barcelona Old Trafford some of the biggest clubs and brands in the world um, they provide that service for for you, so we will have that interview later on and tell you all about that. Of course, we've got the U.S. Women's National Team roster that came out. We've got a couple friendlies coming up against Australia and Belgium. We've also got the second half of our NWSL preview. we got four more teams to talk about and so much else in terms of news, uh, some big news around the world. So... Not just around the world, but here in America, a lot has gone down over the last two weeks, so we will be sure to get into every single story here. All right, so we start with the U.S. Women's National Team, again, Australia and Belgium, and uh, I think Jill Ellis has finally listened. She's definitely not listening to me, right? I've been, I've been calling on it and calling on it and calling on it for, for weeks now, not just weeks, months, but... You can see, based on the roster that she has chosen, uh, changes have been made, and finally we're going to start to see players play at their most natural position. When you look at, again, the goalkeepers are all the same. French, Ashlyn Harris, Alyssa Nair. But at the back, we have Casey Short coming back into the side. We have Ali Krieger coming back into the side. And that really is the big story here. Ali Krieger, 
after almost a two-year hiatus, is back in the Stars and Stripes. And it really begs the question, what took so long, right? What was going on? It really seemed like her days were done. It really seemed like she was never going to get another opportunity. But based on the defensive issues that went have been going on in the new year, it only seems right and, and and not only that, but to have Casey short as well, it seems like right and left back, if they can get that sorted, if they can get that sorted, um, players playing at their true position, all of a sudden this team looks like, I mean, the team, look, the team always looks elite, right, and unstoppable. But this, when you have them at their true position, uh, to me, I mean, yes, of course, there's no excuses, but at the same time, this team looks incredibly, incredibly formidable. Allie Krieger, one of the best in the world. Um, not only just her ability to defend, but her ability to put in crosses into the box and what she does uh, for Orlando cannot be you know, stated enough. Of course, Becky Sauerbrunn still working her way back to full fitness. Luckily, the great Haran is also back into the team. So that's a great sight to see Ali Long getting another opportunity. And when you look at this overall midfield, the seven of them, Ertz, Haran, Lavelle, Long, Sam Mewis, Andy Sullivan, and McCall Zerboni, all of a sudden that midfield has a, so much more teeth to it. It looks very, very tough. And this is the kind of midfield that I like to see. Absolutely. Get Mallory Pugh out of there. I do not want to see her in the midfield ever again. I really don't. I really don't, and hopefully this is that change. Hopefully that experiment uh, did, you know, hopefully Jill Ellis decided to rule that experiment as, uh, you know, that it did not work. So that, I think, is what is so interesting here, going into a tough, tough matchup with Australia, always an arch nemesis of ours over the last couple years. Uh, whether, you know, they've gotten a ton of wins over us or not is is not really the... The point here, it's more so that they always play us close. And it's because of the fact that, you know, for so long over the course of the season, right, the Americans play in Australia, the Australians play in America. And, and, and you know, that kind of exchange of cultures and players has really allowed for them to adjust. And they pose different, you know, different type of problems for the United States. With that being said, it's going to be very interesting to see how Australia moves forward with, you know, this is going to be w an interesting period for them. Obviously, we, we covered on a previous episode how their manager was fired due to cultural issues that were pointed out by the Australian Football Federation, which, again, was, was debatable at best. So we'll see how this Australian group kind of... Uh, will they rally around each other and, and make that happen? I think that'll be an interesting uh, matchup. That's coming up this upcoming Thursday. And, you know, Belgium, not so much. I don't think they're much of a worry. They're not in the World Cup. Um, not many international stars on their roster. So that will be more of a tune-up, if anything else, a game that they should win. But the match against Australia, um, again, oh, anytime you're playing a team that is in the World Cup, it is an important matchup. So we'll see how it goes. I would like to see, again, you know, Ertz, Mewis, and Haran. I think that is the midfield three, but don't be surprised to see Rose Lavelle. Don't be surprised to see Ali Long. Who knows, maybe Andy Sullivan gets a start. I don't think McCall Zerboni will 
get a start. But if she's there, she's there for, for moral support because we remember at the end of, uh, I believe it was the Brazil match where, where they were winning and uh, she got caught on camera dropping a nice uh, a little extra piece of French. Uh, but other than that, right, her, her level of passion and intensity is always welcome in that locker room. You look at Carly Lloyd, J-Mac, again getting a look, which, again, more than happy to see that. Tobin Heath, Alex Morgan, Press, Pew, and Rapino. So, again, that is standard. I don't think there's any issues up top. We've said that before, and we'll reiterate that again. Uh, I don't see there being much of an issue up top. Okay, moving on to part two of the NWSL season preview. We've got the f we've covered the first five teams, right, and how there's kind of tiers, different tiers of teams throughout the league of of the nine teams. Uh, again, reiterating what I said last week, I think she, uh, excuse me, North Carolina is in a tier above you know everyone else in tier one, and then you know tier two is kind of Chicago, Portland. Um, Chicago and Portland, I think, will be in the mix, and, and probably Seattle, right? Those three teams are in Tier 2. And then uh, and then you have uh, Houston, Orlando. Houston, Orlando, and uh, Utah in Tier 3, and then you have Sky Blue and, and the Spirit down in Tier 4 towards the bottom. So... With that being said, those, you know, that'll be an interesting playoff race as it always is because there still is so much talent and so, you know, such good players on, on every single roster. I think that's what makes this league so fun. Uh, that that title race, that's, excuse me, the playoff race between, you know, those first, you know, from two through four is going to be very, very tight. It's going to be very, very tight. And, Similar to last season where anyone could get in that mix and, and unfortunately, you know, some really good teams are going to be left out. So we start with Rain FC, no longer Seattle. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm going to just be saying Seattle. It's going to take me a little while to get used to it. Uh, but Rain FC, uh, again, solid, solid in net. I mean, really, just when you look at the roster... They are all similar to Portland. They're always in the mix when it comes to the title race. They've been one of the best teams in the league, a perennial playoff team, but never have been able to get over the hump and win that elusive NWSL title. You look at twice they came up short against uh, FC Kansas City, so I don't think that's something that they want to have to go through again. They've come so close. Megan Rapino, you know, wants that title. I can guarantee you that much. She definitely wants that ring. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Jess Fish Fishlock if they get her back at her best when she comes back from her loan spell. But the defense, to me, doesn't really have any holes. I think the addition of Teresa Nielsen last year was tremendous for this team. Megan Oyster, Kristen Westfall, Kristen McNabb, uh, Lauren Barnes, Steph Catley. I mean, this the defense, every single one of their players at the back is established. And that is very hard to have at this level when every single one of your defenders is established. So... I really think Seattle, again, should be in the mix. Morgan Andrews in the midfield to go with Ali Long. Elise Kellan Knight, another great, uh, you know, long-time Australian international player. So 
they have some really good players to work with in Seattle. And, of course, up top um, for, you know, likely there's a good chance Jody Taylor and Megan Rapino are going to the World Cup. But I think they'll be just fine with Jasmine Spencer and Shea Groom. Jasmine Spencer had a phenomenal year in the W League, even netted a hat-trick for Melbourne City. So I think there's a lot going on with Seattle. But Vladko Andonovsky has had tremendous success in this league before. And he's more than capable of getting this team into the playoff mix. We'll see if they can replicate where they were at last year, you know, in that second or third spot. But it's it's going to be intense. And I think um, we'll see if their relocation has any impact on whether they play better or whether they play worse. But, you know, they're a very good team and expect them to be in the mix, as I said. Next up, Sky Blue. And, again, when you look at this team on paper, they made some nice additions to help out the team in the offseason. It's unfortunate that they lose Haley Mace and Julia Ashley to, you know, to go abroad. Um, but they still had a great draft. You, you also talk about the star rookies that they got from last year. Imani Dorsey and Savannah McCaskill are one year older with more experience. Uh, we'll see if they can take another step up and really produce... You add Nahomi Kawasumi from Seattle. You bring back Sarah Killian. You bring back Rocky Rodriguez and Carly Lloyd. I mean, you look at that core of players. They should be better than they are, right? We've said this even last year when they only won the one game, right? We, we said the exact same thing. They are better than what this, you know, the roster is better than what the play on the field suggests. Unfortunately, they they are going to lose Madison Tiernan with an ACL tear. D not great timing at all. But the question is, can they overcome all the structural issues, on you know, on the on the behind closed doors when it comes to the club? And and the club has obviously said we we're going to make changes, we're going to fix this. But we have to see, can it get done? Like, will it have enough of an impact on this team to where they start producing and getting results? Uh, expect. Caprice Didasco, I think that's one of the low-key, really good moves that Sky Blue was able to make because the, this team is so young and you do need more of a veteran presence in order to, especially at the back, to really help this team out. They're good in the midfield, they're set there, but Caprice Didasco played almost every single minute for the Spirit over the last couple of years and I expect her to do the same Uh for for Sky Blue, Denise Reddy should have a plug-and-play right or left back there in Caprice Didasco. They're, of course, solid at goalkeeper as well. You add Didi Hracic probably to be the number two to maybe compete with Kaylin Sheridan for number one. Kaylin Sheridan, you know, I feel like gets the brunt end of the brunt end of the stick here with just how good she is going to be for Canada one day. Uh but it's hard for her out there when when everybody's you know pummeling shots towards goal. She's saving almost everything she possibly can. Really impressed with her and her her mentality and her mindset. So, so you know they're they're pretty set in, in goal as well. We'll see what Julie James can do a draft pick, and I think Paige Monahan really has an opportunity, you know, back in her home state to do some good work. The Butler product. So. The talent is there, but the question is, will they be able to step up against the competitiveness of the rest of the league? Because, again, it is, you know, picking the smallest of details. It's the smallest of margins. There's so much talent between all of these teams that it really could go any, any way. But I don't 
think Sky Blue will be able to to sneak into that playoff picture this year. They probably are still a year or two away, and plus Carly Lloyd is not getting any younger, and it seems like, um, I don't know, maybe she's not up for it. I don't know. I mean, we'll have to see if she comes out with just a new that same fire. Hopefully she does. It's a World Cup year, so we will have to see. But Sky Blue sitting in a much better position than they did coming into last season. So we'll see how it plays out for them. I still anticipate, you know, maybe between 7th and ninth place. I don't see them even con contesting for the 6th spot. So we'll see. The Utah Royals. Now, they are as solid as ever. I loved what they were able to do last year. Plus, you get Kristen Press in year two, hopefully able to develop more of a chemistry with this team, along, especially alongside Amy Rodriguez up top. Uh, the team will look to build on their first ever season as a new club. They are more than capable of making the postseason, right? The question is... Can they score enough? Because defense has not been an issue. They were lights out defensively, and that was without Becky Sauerbrunn for, for a decent portion of that season. So you look at this team with Rachel Corsi, the Scottish national team captain, Kelly O'Hara getting back into the mix, Maddie Nolf, a nice draft pick. You know, they have Sam Johnson as well, so they're very solid. And then same, same in, in goal as well. Abby Smith really kind of emerged as the number one and Nicole Barnhart, who has been who was great for FC Kansas City for so long, was the number two. We'll see if there's a, a bit of a competition there. But you look at the midfield and you look at what this team has. Between Desiree Scott, Taylor Little, Gunny, the Icelandic midfielder who was probably their team MVP with how, with how things were. And then, of course, Diana Math Matheson, the diminutive little mid midfielder maestro who can pull the strings and really uh, create for this team. But the real key, the really interesting key here is the signing of Veronica Boquette from Spain. Uh, the Spanish superstar could be just that little bit of spice, could just add that little bit extra to Utah's attack, and if she is the one to get passes through to Preston Rodriguez, they're a top-four team, in my opinion. I think they will get into the playoffs. We'll see. You know, they are in that Tier 3, but they have an opportunity to really move up into Tier 2 because of because they're already solid defensively, because they have the attacking prowess up top. They'll probably lose press for the World Cup, but everyone else that they have there, Katie Stengel, Again, produces in Australia. Erica Timrak was a former Rookie of the Year. And you get Alex Kimball from North Carolina as well. So Utah, w I really am rooting for them. They have a strong fan base as a brand new franchise. We'll see how it goes there. But, yeah, it, it's going to be tough sledding for, for all of these teams. Last but not least, the Washington Spirit. And, uh, look, the way it went... Last season was not, I think, the way that the fans would have liked. They have such a young core and a very, very fun group of players to look forward to for the future. And they did that again through the draft. They have a great young core of players. You know, you're already set at goalkeeper with Aubrey, Aubrey Bledsoe. She's one of the best in the game. One of the best in the game right now. She is, you know, always amongst the league leaders in saves. 
She is locked in. And so I think the spirit are set there. The worry is defensively, right? You have a lot of young talent, a lot of young talent, uh, draft picks. Tegan McGrady of, of Stanford, Sam Staub of Clemson, uh, and Dorian Bailey of North Carolina. We'll see how those three adjust. If they can find a way to make that adjustment from college to pro and make it seamlessly, then we're talking about the Spirit being able to put some results together. But if they can't, Aubrey Bledsoe is going to be awfully, awfully busy, just like Kalen Sheridan. It's going to be tough sledding for the Spirit this year. You look at the midfield, again, this is where they have a nice core of players. You look at Lavelle, Sullivan, and DiBiase. That is a three, that is a trio that you can build around for years and years to come. The question is, and you sprinkle in Johanna, Yeoman, Johanna Lohman as well, who's coming back from an ACL injury, so hopefully she's back to full strength. You add Chloe Legarzo from Australia on loan. So there's a lot to like about this midfield. But really, you can have all the midfield players you want, but if you don't put the ball in the goal and you don't defend and you don't do either one of those things well, you're in trouble. And when you look at up top, you add Ariel Ship, okay, they really like what Callie Farquharson brings to the table. Clearly, they, they wouldn't have re-signed her if they didn't think so. But it really comes down to Ashley Hatch and Mallory Pugh. And I think they have to. They just have to do better than what they did last year. I mean, that goal drought that they went on was was sad, honestly. Like, for a professional team to go that long without scoring, like, it's... Honestly, it could be better. It really needs to be better. And I think... The toughest thing for th for them is they need to be surrounded, as both young players, they need to be surrounded by players of their caliber in order to truly perform. Ashley Hatch was great in North Carolina when she was surrounded by those amazing players to get her the ball. Right? Now it's not nearly the same. The, those same players aren't unable to get her the service that she needs in order for her to do what she does best, and that's score goals. Same goals from, same, in my opinion, goes for Mallory Pugh. When she's on the U.S. Women's National Team, she's surrounded by superstars. So she gets a little bit more space to run in and behind players and do what she does best. But the second you become the, you know, the star offensive player of the spirit, everyone's just going to game plan around you. No one's going to let you get an inch. No one's going to let you dribble and do what you want down the sideline. Everyone's going to be focusing on her. And rightfully so, she's, rightfully so, she's an amazing player on that right flank. And she can do so much uh, offensively. But it, it's easy to stop one player when you don't have other players to really pick up the slack. And so naturally, I, she's teams are going to totally just game plan around her with how defensive minded the league is it's easy to stop them in my opinion it is easier to be able to stop a team when you when you're just limited to just hatch and pew and we'll see you know they drafted bailey feist we'll see what Shayna matthews brings to the table hopefully a little mix of players up top but uh, again spirit have a really uh have an opportunity here to go bottom again and uh, well, Sky Blue was bottom last year, but I think Spirit may be the team that goes bottom this year because uh, still a rebuild is is in is in motion here, and we'll see how it how it plays out. But I don't, I would not set expectations too high for the team this year. Plus, you have the TV deal, which is great, but my worry is that if you don't win games and you don't 
produce on the pitch and score goals, ratings aren't going to be great. It's not going to be a great product out on the pitch, and and that's how the TV deal gets lost. It was that was probably played a huge reason in why the Lifetime deal got lost. You know, not enough ratings being produced, not enough people tuning in, and the same will likely happen for the Spirit unless they really get off to a good start. Because if they don't, uh, it's going to be tough. No matter how many years they sign that deal for, it will be tough. All right, that just about does it. You know, our NWSL preview, we had, we are two weeks away, right? Our next episode will be when the season is starting. So we are very, very excited about that. Uh, you know, it's been a long wait. I mean, yes, we've had soccer in between. You have the W League, you have the FAWSL in England. But, you know, the, there's nothing better than the NWSL right now in terms of just the overall level of play, the talent, the storylines, and what each coach and what each system and what each player brings to the table. It's an exciting time, and we cannot wait. We will obviously have all the coverage for you. You know, I'll naturally be doing, you know, some tweeting for some of the games for, you know, whenever I get the opportunity to do so. You're looking at, right, previews, top five goals. We will have it all coming back in two weeks' time. Now a word from our first sponsor, Striker Elite. Based out of Las Vegas, Nevada, Striker Elite develops confident, creative, and elite players in soccer and for life. After instructing players seeking to play at the highest level, Coach George Nahorski quickly recognized the need for an environment that helped these players excel at a rapid pace. That's where the creation of an academy that would specialize in training soccer players was born. Focusing on player development, the curriculum at Striker Elite emphasizes technical skills, tactical awareness, mental toughness, character, leadership, and confidence. They clearly have U.S. Development Academy, ECNL, ODP, and college players at Striker Elite, as well as aspiring players seeking to play professionally. Striker Elite trainers are qualified and have extensive playing and coaching experience. Whether you're a club player looking to take your game to the next level and become a college or professional player, they will help you fulfill your goals. They provide elite one-on-one -on -one training, partner training, small group and team training, plus elite camps. For more information, go to www.strikerelitesoccer.com. And again, we've had Coach George on our show before. You can check out that old episode as well if you want to hear more information about what they do. But we've been doing a Tuesday Touches series with them on our YouTube channel and, and on Instagram as well. Um, all of the latest tips and tricks in order to help increase your ability on the field. So make sure you go check that out as well. Alrighty, I mentioned earlier on in the podcast we have a special interview with Eric McAleer, a former player and physical education teacher as well who currently does a lot for world strides excel tours they provide an incredible service the ability to travel and go expand your horizons as as a as a player it does you know i can only say so much about what it means to be able to go abroad and see what it is like you know to see that new culture and see that new experience so without further ado guys here's the interview enjoy so Eric, uh, tell us more about what World Strides Excel does and what your vision is as a founder moving forward. 
Uh, what we do is is we create once-in-a-lifetime sports travel experiences um, for kids of all age and ability levels, um, something we've been doing now for 21 years, um, taking kids from North America to all different parts of the world and, and you know, to, to really submerge them in another culture, to open their eyes to... And what that culture has to offer, I'm, I'm a massive believer personally that kids learn and grow most with their comfort zone. And and what better way to do that, to, to go and play a sport or, that they love in a, a country that's that's brand new to them and brings them brand new challenges and, and cultural um, diversity and, and experiences that they've never had before. So certainly that's, that's what we do. And, and we work with predominantly kids from between, say, 10 years old all the way through college and university age around 21 22 years old and again you know i always really emphasize the fact this is for all ages and ability levels so that could be from recreational level all the way through um, division one ncaa level two um the second part of your question what is our vision going forward i think our vision going forward is is to continue to expand our horizons and to open up to new destinations, to open up to new sports, um, to broaden what we can do and, and what we can bring to our, our our client base and to our customers and 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 really to our, our, our partnerships that we have ongoing. Um, so certainly that's that's a big part of what we are we're looking to do as as we evolve and and move forward. How much of what you've done as a player and physical education teacher impacted the work that you're doing at World Strides? I think so much of it is 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 relative. It, it, you know, what we do and what we offer is 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 such a broad spectrum. Um, from the educational piece, I you know I always use the analogy that I, you know, I'm 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 an educator first and foremost. I, I was a teacher for ten years. I, I taught kindergarten through eighth grade physical education. I had a massive love and passion for that, and and being around kids um, keeps you young, keeps you energetic, keeps you enthusiastic, and and you know what we do or what I you know the vision that I had. Um, came initially from the educational perspective, um, but also from my, you know, childhood and, and my love for the game of soccer or football, as we call it. Um, and, and I always go back to my personal why moment as a 12-year-old um, high school student in Scotland, in Glasgow, Scotland, growing up in, in Glasgow. And I got the opportunity to, to travel to Switzerland um, with our boys' soccer team. It was a you know, a 27-hour bus ride, but it was it was an amazing experience and opened my eyes to the world. Um, just what this, you know, a, a brand new culture could do for my growth personally, and and that six days in Switzerland um, certainly began to, you know, open up my experience for what has been a lifelong passion for this journey. And um, so certainly, it's it's all relative and really based around that question that you asked and you know my experiences as a player and as an educator have really contributed to to what this vision has has been and you mentioned earlier the the idea of exposing these kids to a new culture alongside of that what would you say are some of the other benefits of being able to travel abroad on some of these tours that the organization offers well, what you know, that's that's always the foundation of of these international trips, and I I always say that the, you know, the the, the soccer is the is the gel that pulls these trips together, or the the sport is the, 
you know the gel that pulls these trips together but really when you when you break it down is is really you know travel is is really opens the mind and broadens the horizons and 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 that's the first place that we want to go you know we really want to kind of open up these opportunities to to every kid um you know, no matter what their background may be, we want to, you know, submerge them in another environment. We want to, you know, e- expose what their capabilities are and, and really throw them into um, brand new experiences that, that really broaden their mind every day. So, you know, they, these are really the, the big things that we aim for. And, you know, I say to everybody is, is you know, once they come off that plane in their country of destination, there's 101 brand new things that they're going to be faced with um, in these countries, whether that be, you know, air conditioning, whether that be ice in their drinks, whether that be driving on the other side of the road, whether that be the bus driver that doesn't speak English, um, whether that be the, the money that they don't understand what it is or what the value of it is. And, you know, and, and we could go on. Um, those are all the things that broaden the mind and, and, and push the horizons of these young student athletes. And those are, you know, those are the things that really drive the boss on what this experience entails. And, and, and those are really the foundation of, of how we build this out. Now, I'm sure there is probably so much that goes into each and every tour logistically. How important and how much do you guys stress safety on each trip and, and making sure that everyone is in good health? Yeah, I, I, you know, I, uh, I think the biggest thing for us and and um, the world that we live in is is safety is the number one, um, by a long, long way. You know, is is Pinter entrusting us with this life changing experience, um, which we don't take lightly, and and we. Um, we, we take a lot of pride in, in the infrastructure and the resources and the team and the expertise and the knowledge um, that we have. And, and everything begins with safety. And, and that's the foundation. That's the bedrock. That's, you know, where everything everything builds from. And, and I also believe it's, it's one of the biggest things that sets us apart from the rest. Um, you know, I always go back to why are we taking these kids and you know we look at the, the cultural piece we look at the passion for the game we look at the different perspective you see a history of the game you see different opinions of the game you'll see different systems and methods you know you know you'll see a different hunger and desire but where this all begins is safety you know is, is we're not going to take them into an unsafe environment we're not going to take them into um unsafe situations it all begins with you know the infrastructure and resources that we have and the expertise that we have and that then allows you to go and open up all these doors um for these kids to have this experience so certainly that's that's where it all begins now, from my understanding, some of these tours you may go to Old Trafford, you may go to to Barcelona. Uh, tell us more about your relationships with such big club clubs like those, especially at the youth level. Yeah, those are those are obviously iconic names, and and when you're you know I I, I always say the biggest thing for these kids is is we want them to experience something that they can't experience here in North America, um and and the brands that you just mentioned are are super special. They're unbelievable clubs, and and you know Barcelona, for example, we have two teams visiting Barcelona today. Um, we have one team playing against Liverpool today in England. Um, that's just today, using those as examples. And 
and, and to really take yourself over to a Barcelona, for example, um, you're going to a club that's you know over a hundred years old. Um, it goes back generations, and and you walk into a stadium that's, that holds ninety eight thousand people and sells out every game. Um, and and you know you look at a country like Spain, and and soccer is by far. Um, the number one sport, and and we're trying to open, you know, our kids' eyes to what that experience is, and and really that's where it begins. When you look at the Manchester United, you look at the the Liverpool's, the Glasgow Celtic, um, iconic brand names that, that our kids, um, coming from North America, um, can really go over and, and understand what that brand means. That brand just doesn't represent soccer. Um, it represents so much more than that. You know, families associate themselves to that brand. Um, it goes back generations from great-grandparents to being fans of that club. And, you know, you look at Glasgow Celtic, for example, that was that was formed in 1888 by Irish Catholic priests as a charitable organisation. And it represents so much more than just a, a soccer club. Um, and really, that's that's the part that we would really try and open their eyes to is when we take them to a Glasgow Celtic, you'll take them into the museum, you'll take them into the trophy room. We we take a guided tour of the stadium. You see Rod Stewart's private seat in, in, in the stadium. Um, you can see Sean Conroy's private seat in the stadium. Those are all pieces of what this this educational component is all about is, you know, to again, to really broaden their horizon and understand what that culture is and uh, such a such a, an important component. Now, alongside the relationship that you have with, with such huge clubs, what are some of the other things that really separates World Stride Excel from other companies involved in this industry? And, and you know, we joined forces with World Strides in, in the year 2015. I'd formed this company myself um, back in 1998. Um, and, and we joined forces with World Strides in 2015 for many, many reasons. And, and for me personally, it's been a fantastic move. It's been an awesome journey. Um, and, and when we look at, you know, the combining of these two organizations, it was a perfect fit for me. It was a perfect fit for us. Um, They've, they've formed their, you know, their foundation and educational and travel experiences for students. And it was a perfect fit for us because it allowed us to, to kind of, you know, blend ourselves into a fantastic company with a great foundation, a great mission, great success. And, and really, you know, I, I totally believe in, in the mission of the company. And we brought the sporting element to that. And I say to everybody is, you know, what better mission or what better experience do we have than it's, you know, it's sports, it's kids and it's international travel. Um, and, and that alone, and when you look at those three key elements, um, always gets me excited is, is, you know, when you've got the opportunity to, to bring that to, to families and, and you really believe in your your product, you really believe in your experience, you really believe that this can change kids' life for, for the better forevermore. Um, it's such an integral part of what we do, and it's not even you know the fact that we all believe in it, but it's our staff have all got, got to buy into it too, and they do. They're really passionate about um, what we can do for for these families, for these children, and and that's such a key element of of what we're all about, and such a key element of what World Strides is all about as well. So it's really a win-win across the board. Um, it's a fantastic company to work for, and and we just you know really believe in and trust in that product that we're bringing to these families. 
And in terms of those programs, are there plans to get tours started in other countries that you aren't currently in right now? Yes, I think that's 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 a big factor for us as as we evolve and 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 move forward. Uh, I think you know strategically, um, we build the foundation of our division and the sports division, and um, based across Europe. But now, um, as we evolve and, and and move forward again, is is we're opening up new horizons. You know, we're we're looking to really develop more in South America. We're looking to develop some in Asia. We're looking to develop some products in in Central America. And these are along all rolling along really nicely and. Um, that excites me to to be um, to be involved at this stage of the journey. Um, how do we take what we have and and that has gone so well, and and we built a really strong culture, a really strong team, and we now add to what that experience is. Um, you know, with again using the same foundation, I, I always go back. You know, why why are we taking these kids out of this this environment here? And, and I look at the you know the staples of of the life skills that they're going to attain. They're going to become more adaptable. They're going to become more confident. They're going to become more independent. Um, it's going to help with their decision-making. They're going to see new perspectives. They're going to learn new communication skills. And I could keep going. Um, they're going to become more organized. And those are all the foundations of as we look forward and as we look to develop more product is that is still the same foundation when we're choosing these new destinations. Um to again, you know, look at broadening their horizons even further. So it's really an exciting part of the journey. And, you know, it's, it's nice to have, you know, a kind of blank slate ahead of you of how do we continue to develop this uh, with the foundation and with the backbone being exactly the same principle. Now, I'm sure when you're traveling with as many kids as you're traveling with, things can get pretty hectic. So is there any crazy, interesting stories from the tours that you've been on any funny moments with some of these kids that that you remember clearly and vividly oh there's 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 so many and i I think that's the beauty of it you know is you're dealing with international travel you're dealing with sports and and you know you're going across different continents and and that is that's the beauty of it is we we really focus on the controllables that we can control and we 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 really you know take great pride in and making that all work so well um but when you're dealing with sport you're dealing with international travel there's always variables that we can't control um you're dealing with weather you're dealing with airplanes you're dealing with flight cancellations you're dealing with you know some other things that are are non-controllable um but the beauty of our company and again it goes back to the safety and 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 then you know the risk management and and the team and and the support and the infrastructure that we have is we feel that you know it is there's not anything that we have not seen and and we've encountered so many stories and and certainly some funny stories but kids you know is that's the beauty of of working with kids and and young athletes and student athletes is they they approach these things in such a an amazing way um they, they, they go with an open mind, a positive attitude, and whether they're in Southern Ireland or, you know, India or, you know, Northern Spain, um, they have such a zest for these experiences. And, you know, there's always going to be, I, you know, you ask me the, the funny questions. I remember um, this was back in 2007. Um, 
London Heathrow had just opened Terminal 5. We, we were travelling through it with 55 people from Copenhagen back to Baltimore. Uh, we had 110 bags that went missing. Oh. Um, and, you know, Terminal 5 is, is renowned. It was, it was a brand new project. We went through it on day one. And it just so happens that the process was not fully operational yet. So we lost 110 bags, but we, you know, we turned that around and, and people understand what, you know, when you're traveling across various con uh, continents, you're going to have challenges like that. And, you know, I, I, I think you just got to, again, go back to that famous old expression that I love to use is you, you approach all of this with an open mind, a wonderfully positive attitude and, you know, is, is everything can be overcome. And, and that's, you know, those are certainly experiences when you're traveling into countries also as, you know, typically around spring or early spring, you're, you're certainly going to be faced with some challenging weather. Um, but that's all part of the experience. You know, I, I, again, I always go back to the fact that you, you embrace their culture. Um, I, I, I am so big on, you know, our pre-trip meetings and our working with our staff is it's all about attitude, you know, as, as you want to go and embrace their culture. Um, Spain is very different from England, which is very different from France, which is very different from Scotland. Um, and, and you've got to go and embrace what their culture gives you. Uh, whether that be the food, whether that be the, the, the siesta in the afternoon, whether that be, you know, how quickly people things get done and, and whether, you know, is, there's so many cultural differences and it's really understanding what those are and, and going attacking that and embracing that head on um, are what these experiences are all about. And, and that's where you learn and grow and, and that's where you, you know, broaden your horizons again, as I say, and, and really, you know, take the most from what this is all about. Now, if people are interested in looking for more information, what can they do? Where can they go? Yeah, you, you can contact us via our, all our usual um, sources, uh, whether it be our website, xlsoccertours.com. You can go into worldstrides.com. You can call our main office number, which is 410-489-2287. Um, so all the usual manner in which you can find us, uh, we would love to, you know, I, I always say this, is we are experts in international sports travel. Um, please just give us a call and we can talk you through the journey. Um, there, there's there's nothing that, that should be um, holding you back, you know, when you have a team or when you have, you know, individual players. I feel it's such a, you know, it's such an obligation to try and give them this experience. And we live in this space all day, every day. We're experts at doing this. We have a massive passion for what this is all about. And, and we want to guide you on that journey. We want to hold you by the hand. We want to inspire you. We want to excite you. Um, and we want to teach you what this is all about. And and so, you know, is, is what we say is just pick up the phone. We would love to, you know, excite you and inspire you and, and give you an insight to what this experience can do for you and... You know, one thing that really excites us about the year ahead is is the Women's World Cup. We, um, you know, is 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 such an exciting project because um, not only do we have high hopes for the United States, but it's it's being held in France and and um, you know that the, the capital city is is obviously the most visited city in Europe and and such a popular destination and. We're excited about that, and it's going to be, you know, such a cool project for us to be involved in. We have over 1,300 people traveling from North America, and, 
you know, they're all going into really cool cities like La Havre or Paris or Lyon or Nice and, and, and kind of following the journey of what the US and, and other countries are doing as well. So certainly I just wanted to throw that in there and so relative to, relative to what you guys are doing and uh, very appreciative of the, the partnership that we're building here. Again, that was Eric McAleer of World Stride Excel Sports, and you definitely, definitely need to check them out. Some He mentioned some really great things in that interview, not just, again, being able to go see the biggest of the best clubs, but also just what that whole experience does uh, for you. And, and it is, of course, it's fun. Like, what could be better than traveling with your best friends to another country like few things you know are, are better than that i mean really if you get that opportunity you should jump all over it so make sure you go check out uh all everything that's going on with them we also have an article on the website where we've talked about uh more of what they do so be sure to check that out as well All right, we left off with World Stride Tours, and now we move. We might as well stay on that side of the world. The FAWSL title race is heating up. Manchester City won in dramatic fashion over Liverpool. Jen Beattie provided a cracking header into the bottom corner in order to secure the three points. So they are just about, with the game in hand, holding Arsenal off at the top. But uh, Arsenal are still the heavy favorites to win but in other news regarding the league a huge huge sponsorship deal has been uh you know struck by Barclays the England England's football association has called it the biggest ever investment in UK women's sports by a brand the three-year deal which will start next season is said to be worth over 13 million dollars it includes an approximately 660 thousand dollar prize pot for the winner of the league again this is barclays right the bank they you know in the early 90s early to late 90s did the same thing with the men's league and it skyrocketed i mean it really just took off the amount of money and sponsorship that was poured into the league it developed into the best league in the world and so i really think that it, it they will be looking to follow a similar blueprint here for the women's league and when you look at uh, what they were able to do, the, the England women's national team at the World Cup, sorry, not at the World Cup, at the She Believes Cup in order to beat the Americans in the cup, not in the cup, they drew, but to just beat them out on American soil, I think was a great indicator of, of what uh, the country is capable of on the women's side. Barclays' move will provide more security for the league but has other goals in mind. This group will also seek to make an impact at the youth levels, help the game to grow among young girls in England, and as part of the deal, Barclays will become the lead partner of the FA Girls Football School Partnership, a nationwide plan to help develop girls' access to soccer at school. Launched in 2017, the organization has a four-year plan that hopes double that hopes to double participation and fan base in the game. So you look at what um, they're looking to add to the table, I mean... It all it all it always starts with the youth, right? You have to be able to develop it. Young, you have to be able to develop young girls, and they obviously have an academy system there already. But this kind of plan, this kind of uh, direction that they're looking to go in, is huge, huge for this country. 
and uh, that is England. And we'll see where it takes them. But again, the more money, the better. I mean, we saw similarly with the Champions League and Visa getting that sponsorship deal. Now we have Barclays here in England, right? If those countries can get it going, right, hopefully America is next. Now the problem is that soccer is not nearly as popular uh, here as it is in other countries, right? I mean, that's not anything new. That's I'm not making a, you know, a, I'm not making any kind of outlandish statement here right we got to compete with basketball and football and and hockey and everything else and that's just you know the mls has taken off but you know we're still looking to to make up that ground in the women's game and so we need that level of sponsorship uh going for our league as well and so hopefully once you know with the world cup coming up the opportunity is there so Again, hopeful that we will get something going soon. Some co- some company has to come in and see that there is a market for this. So we'll see how that shakes out. Now a word from our second sponsor, Topical Gear. Topical Gear was formed in 2011 by a team of professionals from the orthopedic sports medicine field. Collectively, this team has over two centuries of knowledge in athletic training, biomechanics, product development, manufacturing, sports medicine, and the pioneering of products in that sports medicine market. Their team is constantly on the field or in the gym, getting feedback directly from parents, players, coaches, and athletic trainers as part of their continuing effort to develop products that help increase female athletes' performance while keeping them healthy. All of their products are backed by professional published research and tested by real athletes at both the high school and college level. All you soccer players, parents, and other athletes out there, go to www.compressioninmotion.com and check out the T25 knee along with other shoulder and ankle products. Again, it's a no-brainer, guys. Stop by the website right now and, and get yourself one of these T25 knee braces. Uh... Seriously, w- with all the players that you hear about in today's game, you know, tearing ACLs and it puts you out of commission for a really long time. You need that ligament to be able to stop and start and change direction on a dime. And so that's something you definitely want to shore up if you can possibly do that. And, and they're relatively affordable as well. So make sure you get on that. Again, www.compressioninmotion.com. All right, we move to the social media and lifestyle portion of this show, and there is so much soccer news going on. So much uh, soccer news. So, again, we'll get right into it, and I've said many times before, we are big-time followers of Olivia Moultrie on this Give and Go podcast, and we're going to continue to you know, follow her journey. And, and she, again, made took a big step and, and made history last night. I think it surprised a lot of people that... She was able to enter a preseason game for the Portland Thorns. Obviously, she's a part of the academy now. And uh, at age 13, for her to enter a game, uh, pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. She's still five years away from being eligible to play because the, the age limit is 18 uh, for the NWSL. But there was obviously no rule set for her to play in the preseason game. Uh, you know, it's it's a big step for her because she, again, wants to be one of the best players of the world. Of course, she's not going to be seeing the field anytime soon, but... Just someone her age is going to soak up 
everything about this experience like a sponge. And when you look at just the fact that she's getting a head start here, time is such a big part of this. If you're willing to put in the time, you're going to naturally just over time get better exponentially than other people depending on the amount of time that you're willing to put in no matter what it is and so the more time that she gets around these amazing players professionally the better she's going to get and for people to say that she didn't look out of place for around 45 minutes that's that's a pretty big deal coach mark parsons said if we, if we sit there and count her decisions and look at her decision making which is what the game is about i think you have got to be very very happy and that is not bad praise to receive it all for your first ever preseason appearance. So, again, well done, Olivia Moultrie. We will continue to follow you on this journey. And, again, well done. It's a big, big moment for you, I'm sure. And a lot of people, again, are going to be bringing their ne negativity. Um, and I know you're saying is just do you, so continue to do you. And I know you're just going to block out the noise and not be worried about anyone else. So keep it up. Keep growing, keep getting better, and, and we're happy to, to, you know, continue to support you. Okay, so this is a very, very juicy story that we're about to get into. I mean, I'm sure we all heard. It's it's still kind of old news, but the, the college bribery scandal involving some big-time uh, Hollywood actresses and actors paying off, along with just other rich people, paying off uh, college admissions people and athletic coaches in order to get their teams into certain schools. Teams like UCLA and USC were involved. And, of course, you have somehow this intersecting with the college soccer world. So, you know, we had to touch base on it. Lauren Isaacson was a UCLA recruit, okay, on the year, right, when they went national runners-up. Um she had played no competitive soccer before, okay? You see her screen... You, if you see her headshot, first of all, she has a number 41. I don't know how many players even wear that number, right? Number 41. And you see her headshot, and I'm like, there's no way this girl is a soccer player. There is no way. I mean, I, I fully understand that, like, for pictures, you know, players would like to put on makeup, but, like, there is no way. She, there is no way this girl played soccer a day in her life. And if, uh, again, but you wouldn't know, right, just from, from looking at it at first glance, we all just assume and trust the university that they're making the right move by, by doing this, by recruiting this player. But when you, after the fact, and it is easy to say in hindsight, but after the fact, you're like, there's no way this girl played soccer. And, and this, is, this is something directly from the, an article in the LA Times. When she was admitted as a recruited soccer player in June 2016, a UCLA student athlete admissions committee required she play on the team for at least one year, the indictment says. And so Isaacson, who prosecutors say lacked even the modest accolades on her biography, was given the number 41 jersey on a team of all-stars and pros in waiting. Every other player on the roster was assigned a jersey number from 0 to 28. Boom. That's what I'm saying. No one wears 41. Isaacson did not play competitive soccer before matriculating at UCLA, prosecutors say. And yet for an entire season, she was listed as a midfielder on the roster of a team that finished in the 2017 season as national runner-up to national champion Stanford. Her profile was on a Pac-12 website and says she made no appearances and played no minutes during the season. Now, now this is what's interesting about this whole scenario. Amanda Cromwell is a big-time 
coach, right? A big name, a huge name when it comes to college soccer and just women's soccer in general. She's a, right? Like, I'm sure if she wasn't at UCLA, she would be a highly coveted individual to go to any team. But the interesting thing about this entire situation is that only the UCLA men's head coach got fired. Yet somehow Amanda Cromwell was not listed in this indictment. Uh, unfortunately, this is just how it goes in the college arena. There's always this gray area when it comes to big-time coaches who are the linchpins of their programs, right? They kind of run the show. They they are in control of everything at their program. So it, it so for all of a sudden when when something goes wrong all of a sudden no one has any idea what's going on right something definitely seems fishy here and it's unfortunate that you know something is happening uh something like this is happening at schools like UCLA and USC two very proud universities uh, among others who were involved in this scandal so you know not something that should be happening obviously but just a, a crazy crazy story that and that Amanda Cromwell is so far, you know, out scot-free, seems like a very interesting development in this indictment and in this case, but we'll obviously see where this goes as as next season approaches. All right, now we look to the World Cup. Fox Sports assembles a world-class lineup for the FIFA World Cup, and when you take a look at this list, right, the coverage is just as important as the play on the field. Let's get that right. The coverage of the game is just as important. It has to be at a certain level. It really does in order for our game to to grow as, as best as it possibly can. And for the most part, it really is an all-star lineup, a who's who of, of some of the best analysts in the game, All right, especially all of the women. All of the women who are here incredibly happy that they are that they are there they are the ones who should be involved commenting on the game as as much as they possibly can right so let's go through the list here heather o'reilly making her tournament debut as a studio analyst that's an easy pick because she's been kind of phasing her way in over the last couple friendlies on fox sports and she's been really good at how she sees the game you have christine rampone Two-time World Cup champion, longest-serving captain of the U.S. Women's National Team, provides that defensive mindset. Ariane Hingst, two-time World Cup champion with Germany. To bring the German perspective, you will definitely be hearing her talk on every single match that Germany is involved with. Kelly Smith, England's all-time uh, women's leading goal scorer. She was there at the last World Cup. Again, provides a great British perspective. Karina LeBlanc was also there. We've had her on the show before. She's the head of... Uh, CONCACAF and the head of women's football, a World Cup veteran as well for Canada. She will provide tremendous insight as well. You have Kate Gill, the Australian Women's Asian Cup champion. Leslie Osborne, who has also been on the sh- uh, been working with Fox Sports previously, so you'll definitely recognize her. And then Eniola Aluko, England striker and FA Cup champion with Chelsea. So a very diverse group here in terms of the in-studio analysts, and, and it's very, very... Um, exciting to see all the women represented when we talk about the play-by-play people it's everyone who you did who you would expect like jp della camera derek ray jen hildreth who we hear all the time on nwsl coverage and of course one of the reporters the the lead reporter is going to be grant wall one of the best in the business but 
for people to be saying like JP Della Camera is this legend, it's only because he has experience that no one else has because he's been doing this longer than everyone else not because there are other great people in the field who could be doing this better because there definitely are better broadcasters out there than jp della camera but because he's been doing it the longest because he got ahead of everyone earlier earlier on in his career in the 90s right when you're doing it for more than you know 20 plus years like even now i still hear him do you know when he covers games and i'm and i've never been overly impressed with him so it is what it is he's going to be doing all the main games we've heard him time and time again but uh yeah i really wish it, it was mark strong who was the lead guy i think he he should be the lead guy but it probably will be jp de la camera derek ray is pretty good too but even he i think uh could be a little bit better so when you look at play-by-play play, that's really the crux of this thing we, the 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 analysis is great right obviously we're gonna have Ali Wagner as well one of the best you know commentators in the game but the play-by-play play needs to be on the same level it needs to be exciting it needs to be dramatic it needs to be calculated um, and how you see and read the game as a play-by-play play guy is just as important because you need to be able to set up the color and co- the color commentators in the correct way based on what you're seeing out there so again nothing wrong with this uh play-by-play crew but i you, you're not going to hear me uh be talking about how great they are and of course i haven't even gotten to alexi lawless yet who will be there uh, yeah yeah he's one of the greatest players in american soccer history but when it comes to his analysis he just quite simply stinks there's really no other way to put it. He is so cliched. He just makes broad, generalized statements about each and every team that that he's talking about, whether it's the Champions League, whether it's uh, the U.S. Women's National Team, whether it's the men's, the U.S. Men's National Team. He just makes broad, generalized, cliched statements over and over again because he doesn't know what else to say. I would love for him to provide uh, more analysis on the nitty-gritty and the tactical aspect of the game. Uh, who knows, maybe he'll improve by the World Cup, but like he is very uh, set in his ways, and he has his own set of trolls on Twitter who love to get on him. So I think that's very, very funny, and we'll see how he does. He'll be very passionate, that's for one thing. You can absolutely expect that um, this summer. All right, one final story before we are done with Episode 16. We have... The Passion Player of the Month for March at Girls Soccer Network. Her name is Patricia Pato Jerzak. And uh, she is a, I believe she's going to be a sophomore at uh, the University of Connecticut. We've got an article on the site about her. And I'm going to read a short clip of it for you right now. Pato, of course, her nickname. She appreciates the opportunity soccer brings her. The fact that you can connect with so many people just by playing the sport and also how many people you are able to affect, it inspires and makes her so motivated to play. Improving her game during the collegiate years to achieve success in Spain or Italy at the professional level is only one of her goals. The motivated and empathetic student-athletes plans for the future include improving women's soccer around the world. Quote, I really want to have an academy for young girls where I could not only teach them about the game, but also educate them about mental health just overall to make them strong. Close quote. 
She's currently, as I mentioned, at the at UConn, has made nine starts, led the team in assists, and played more minutes, 802, than any other UConn true freshman. Of course, true freshman means you step on to campus immediately and produce. You don't get redshirted for a year and are considered a redshirt freshman and have to wait and sit out. She's clearly a, a talented player, but she's also a content creator. She has a really, really cool Instagram page as well. Go follow her at underscore, 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 Pato. And there's a reason for that, right? Because if she wants the Pato handle, there is a famous Brazilian men's soccer player named Alexandre Pato, who, of course, also goes by that name, by that uh, moniker. So, again, go check her out at underscore, 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 Pato on Instagram, and you'll find her. She's got some really, really cool stuff out there. And, uh, yeah, that is our March Passion Player of the Month. Okay, that is it for episode 16 of Give and Go. Give and Go is presented in partnership with Listening Party, the creators of Family FM. Follow the crew on Instagram, at Listening Party Presents, and at Canal Street Market. Again, I am your host, Rotas Wadera. Thank you so much for joining us. This podcast is available on Spotify, iHeartRadio, and iTunes, so make sure you check it out on all of those mediums. Plus, we have our own Give and Go tab on the website www.girlsoccernetwork.com with our own podcast page so you can check out every single episode previously again thank you so much for for listening to us guys we appreciate your support greatly and we will continue to put out all the right content that you guys deserve to see see you in two weeks peace